0: ora, today, Morena, it's so good to see you here. Amen. Now, I, there's been lots of jokes about fathers and uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Uh, but the thing is, though, I thought I, do, I don't do a Father's Day joke, uh, do a normal joke. But uh, is it all right? So here we go. I heard about this 85-year-old man, and he was out fishing one day when he heard a voice saying, pick me up. He looked all around and didn't see anything and he thought he was dreaming. Then he heard it again, pick me up. He looked down and he saw a frog on the ground. (laughs) And he said in amazement, are you talking to me? The frog answered, yes, pick me up, kiss me and I will be your beautiful bride. He quickly picked the frog up and put it into his front pocket. The frog says, hey. What are you doing? I said, kiss me and I will be your beautiful bride. The man says, no thanks. At my age, I would rather have a talking frog. I get some applause here from the back, which is really good. (laughs) Anyway, this is so good. Keep on sending me those those funny stories, guys, because it's always a bit lighthearted as we uh, rejoice in the Lord on every level. Laughter is good medicine, they say. We need to laugh a bit more, don't you think? It's a bit serious at the moment, right? It's a bit tense at times. And I think we got to lighten up a little bit. God is still in control. He's still sovereign. He still reigns in all glory and all power and all authority. He is not bothered by, by, by the things, the schemes of men, and especially not the schemes of the devil. Amen. So we are in the middle of this series on... The authority of the believer, I call this kingdom authority, as we came out of the kingdom series into authority, which is very much related to the kingdom theme. And I think it is a really empowering uh, theme, a very powerful theme to make us strong. I I saw this this, this, uh, picture the other day, I told you about this rod in in the backs of people. Strength was coming to the body of Christ, strength and, and authority and boldness and confidence was coming to the body of Christ, and I thought, wow, this is so powerful, and I've been waiting for this, this honestly, for, for this series now for actually a few years, and so I'm so glad that we can do this. Sadly, it's in, in lockdown, but it doesn't matter, because we can all learn as we learn right now, and learn to step into this area of our authority, and as we come out of lockdown, man, we're all ready to go. It's like the training camp right now. You know, when we get out, hey, we are ready, and we're trained up, and we're ready to go. Amen? Amen. So things happen, change happens when godly people start to pray. When godly people start to declare the word of God and the goodness of God. When we start to use our authority... Now, we saw over the last couple of weeks that we are actually in a spiritual battle. We saw in Ephesians 6, 12, that for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, our main struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not, it's not your, your family. It's not people out there. It's not people. The main, the main thing we struggle with and we fight with is... Is, is spiritual beings, it's a spiritual battle. And so we've got to fight this spiritual battle with spiritual weapons, otherwise they don't work, right? Spiritual battle. And that's why God told us to understand the armor of God, of faith, and all these things of righteousness and, and peace, and, and all these things, the Word of God, so we can stand and be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Amen? amen thank you so much for being so excited in the house Catherine's sitting here with me and again the dog and the people on the other side now God is activating the church God is activating the church there is still some work to do God wants to continue to release his kingdom <clears throat> he wants to continue to build his church amen he wants to continue to get some people saved actually I saw yesterday a a um, prophetic word came from a friend of ours who was in New Zealand for a while, but he lives in America right now, and, um, and he's back in New Zealand now for a little bit, is that <clears throat> this whole thing that he's had for 20 years now of this kind of revival coming to this nation and this kind of outpouring of a spirit, and of course we know there's been many, many prophecies, many things being said about this whole thing, but you know, I believe often out of struggle and out of things that we, that, that even, even, even uh, things that come against us and persecution, Often the church is strengthened in the Lord and often backbone is being strengthened and the church become more powerful and more glorious. And we'll probably see that now and we'll go out as never before and we'll see a harvest coming in that we've never seen come in before. Amen. Come on, let's make this happen. So Matthew 11, Jesus says, from the days of John the Baptist... Until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. So the kingdom of heaven is forcefully advancing already since the days of John the Baptist and Jesus when he released the kingdom of God and the teaching of the kingdom. And it says violent people have been raiding it. And we got some violent people in the house today. Maybe in your house today. Okay, another scripture, another testimony. This is the Passion Translation. From the moment John the Baptist came onto the scene until now. Listen to me. The realm of heaven's kingdom is bursting forth and passionate people have taken hold of its power. (laughs) We got some passionate people in the house or not? Yeah, come on. Yes, yes, come on. It says here, passionate people have taken hold of this power. See, it takes vision, it takes passion, it takes commitment to see his kingdom come and to see his will be done. It's not going to happen just automatically. We've got to be intentional. Jesus was very intentional, sending out all the, the disciples and then the 72 and then giving us the great commission. He was very, very intentional. But he talks about passionate people. I'll tell you something. It is passionate people who will pray. People who are not passionate, they often will not pray and go out of their way. It's passionate people who will pray. It is passionate people who will declare the goodness of God over our nation, righteousness over our nation. It is the the passionate people who go out on the street like out still now, and feeding all these people out there. It's passion. It is passionate people who will endure. It is passionate people who will lay down their lives. It is passionate people who will not give up. Come on. You know, I was, um, this, this song, this old song called Onward Christian Soldiers <laughs> came to me the other day. Now, this was sung by, I think, the Salvation Army in those earlier days. And uh, I've got five verses uh, right in my notes here. I won't read them all to you. But they're absolutely powerful. Onward Christian soldier. In Christ we stand. We move forward with our battle cry. In the, in the power and the passion of the whole, all this kind of stuff. It is so powerful. So if you have time, go look it up online. Paul says to pray passionately Ephesians 6:18 pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer praise worship declaration the brother of Jesus James he says this tremendous power is released through the passion and heartfelt prayer of a godly believer tremendous power is released when we pray passionately in this way. I tell you something folks, if we need to see change in this nation, if we want this nation to turn back to God, then his people need to pray. His people need to stand together and pray that we would pray for righteousness to exalt this nation, to pray for our government, that righteousness would come into our government as laws are being considered and things like this, that God will put strategic people into government. We pray for our economy. We pray for jobs with passion and with authority. Now, I'll say something to you. This is very, very important. I'm learning this. See, we speak faith of what we want to see happen. We don't speak against things, we speak for things. When God created the world, he spoke and these beautiful things came into being. God loves us when we speak forth what he wants. We speak the opposite spirit of some of the things that are coming at us, even at the church or at humanity. We speak forth and we'll see how much authority we have. Come on, let us be known for what we are for and not for what we are against. Amen? Come on, let's not sit on the line, on the sideline. Let's get into the game. This is not time to relax. This is not time to sit back. This is time to be a light on a hill, a city on a hill. This is time for us to be courageous. This is time for us to show our love and courage. And commitment and endurance and joy and bring comfort for the people around us. So many people are struggling with fear and anxiety. They don't know what's going to happen with their jobs or with their livelihood or in this nation or with COVID or whatever. There's so many fear things around. So let's be a people of faith. And let's fight the good fight of faith that Paul talks about. I'll tell you something. Our words, our tongue is very, very very important. It says in Proverbs 18 that life and death are in the power of the tongue. In the power of the tongue. See, when Jesus spoke, even in his three years of ministry, he often spoke life and he spoke spirit because he knows it's a spiritual thing happening. And he spoke spirit and he spoke life. And as he did, Life came into people's lives, healing, deliverance, purpose, destiny, restoration. You look at Isaiah 61, his biblical, his his mission mandate of Jesus, so beautiful. The words we speak, guys. I tell you something, it's important that we speak well of each other. I'm I'm really uh, saddened at the moment that some people seem to not speak that well of other people. And I sometimes... Um, sometimes we force our own opinions on other people, you know, and sometimes we bully other people. And it's not right, guys. It's not the church. It's not Jesus. Jesus is not like that. I've never seen this in the life of Jesus. Let's love one another. Let's speak well of one another. That's why prophecy is so important because prophecy pulls out the gold in people. Prophecy sees where somebody needs to be in the spirit and then pulls them into that thing. So that's with people, but it's also with nations. We know what kind of beautiful nation this bicultural nation is called to be as an example to the globe. Come on, and let's speak into this. Let's speak healing into this nation. It's so powerful because you have the authority in Jesus' name. Let's start opening our mouths with praises to God. Let's not be shut down with our mouths. Let's open these things because God has given you a mouth to declare his praise and to declare his goodness over our nation, over our lives. To declare the victory of Christ. To say Jesus is Lord. You can't even be saved without saying Jesus is Lord. There's so much power in your tongue. We have so much authority when you open up your mouth. Now, do you believe it? Do you believe it? You know, I don't think that that many Christians really understand their authority in Christ, the authority that we have in Christ. So I want to little, teach a little bit on this thing of authority, the believer's authority, kingdom authority. And we're going to go to Matthew 10 very soon. But before that, I want to illustrate this in this, in this time. When a room is dark... You don't call the electric company to come and turn the lights on in your house, right? No, you don't. You turn on the light, right? You flip the switch. Like here, there's a switch here of this light, and I can turn the light on and turn the light off. I flip the switch. I tell you, the electrical company, company, their responsibility is to supply us with the power to our house or to our business or wherever we work. And then our responsibility is then to use that power that's been given. Don't you believe me? I tell you, if you don't pay your bill, you can flip the switch all day long, but nothing will happen. When you pay your bill, you will see that you will have power come to your house and you can flip the switch and can use the power in this way. We need to understand That God has given us power and we need to learn to start to use it and flip the switch. That's my talk from today. My title is Flip the Switch. Come on, Catherine, let's say it all together. Let's flip the switch. (laughs) So good. So good. Nothing happens until we flip the switch and turn things on. It is our choice whether we use it or not. Now listen to me. The number one reason for unanswered prayer is because people are asking God to do something that has given us the power to do. I'll say it again. The number one reason of unanswered prayer is that people are asking God to do something that God has actually told us to do. So important to know. Sometimes we pray, say, Lord, do this, Lord, do this, and he will not answer because he says, no, I told you to do this. You have received the authority, now you do what I've told you and empowered you to do. We're trying to get God to do something but he's asked us to do. Often, it's because we don't understand the authority that we have in Christ. And the average Christian will approach God as if they have no power, as if they have no authority. But I tell you, certain things, many things on this planet will not change until you and I start using the power that God has given to us. Jesus Christ suffered and died and rose again to give us the authority, to give us the power. Now, we see this here in Matthew 10. Jesus called his 12 disciples, called them together and gave them authority. Come on, everybody say authority. authority. He gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. In the New King James Version, sorry, if Jesus says there, I will give you power. So I give you authority or I give you power in this way. Now, remember, our fight is a spiritual fight, right? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's about forces of evil in this dark world. But I'll tell you something. If you are not born again, if we are not born again or are filled with the Holy Spirit, then we cannot fight this battle because it's a spiritual battle. We can't ask the unsaved world, the people who are not regenerated, are not filled with the Spirit to fight this battle for us. They're under the power of the opposite spirit. They're under the power of the devil and his schemes. We have the power. We have been given the authority. But can I say something? It's God's power. It's not my power. It's not Catherine's power or your power. It is God's power. And God has given this to us. And he is authorized to use his power. I got a toast to that. That's awesome. So the word authority or authorize is an important word. It means the right to command. It means the power to give orders. It is to enforce obedience. Powerful, isn't it? To enforce obedience. If a policeman, right? If you are just, you and me stand on the street and we start waving our hands around to tell people where to go on the middle of an intersection, you will have to fear for your life because people say, get out of the way. What are you doing in the way? But suddenly you put a police. Um, costume on, and suddenly you have this, suddenly you have the authority of the state of the country, suddenly you have authority, and people have to obey you, and you can enforce what the power of, of the government have given you, amen? The same with us, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been given authority, so let's use the authority. I tell you, we're not just fighting a physical battle, a physical coronavirus, a physical loss of jobs, things happening with uh, loss of of things and other sicknesses like cancer and stuff like that. It's not just that. We are also fighting, like we said before, a spiritual battle against fear and against anxiety and the schemes of the enemy against you and me and against this nation. Temptations. But as Christians, we are not powerless. But we are powerful because we are full of the power of Jesus. Jesus gave the disciples this power and they went out and saw all these miracles happen too. And they were not even born again. And then here we come in Acts 1.8. Jesus says, wait for the Holy Spirit to come. The Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. 120 get filled with the Holy Spirit. They're born again. Things are happening in a new way. The power of God is released. It's so absolutely wonderful. See, when you walk into Jesus, you walk into power. When the Holy Spirit walks into you, power comes to you. I have power. Say it, I have power. I have power in Jesus' name. So what does this power do for you? See, this power is the ability to do the things that God has called us to do, to get the job done. This power gives us the ability see sickness disappear this power gives us this ability to be strong in the Lord in his mighty power this this power has given us the power to take captive those thoughts and make them obedient to Christ to walk in victory to be strengthened in him we are not powerless we are not powerless I tell you if anything is going to change in your life and, and, the, and the people that you influence in our city, in our nation, it is because Christians understand their power and their authority, and then they execute that power. You've got to release it. You've got to flip the switch, people. You've got to flip the switch in Jesus' name. Stop being afraid, stop being helpless. Jesus gave power to overcome. There's spirits behind sickness. There's spirits behind conflict and wars. There's spirits behind fear and anxiety. And the Bible says you have not received one of those spirits, a spirit of fear. But you have received the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. You should have lost your mind years ago. And receive the mind of Christ. Receive the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit. Mind of Christ, power, and love. There's also spirits are behind the vision, die vision in the strange nation. And they're sadly also working themselves into the church. And um, it's really sad that sometimes Christians fight each other friendly fire and it's got to stop. Can I have a pastoral word to our church today that can you please stop fighting each other? Please stop fighting one another. I know we all have opinions about lots of things, but with those opinions we don't want to beat each other over the head with. We don't want to do this. We don't want to hurt other people. We are called to love one another and to respect one another. Lord, we, we guys, we should be the example of how to be in unity, how to love one another, how to support one another. Paul had some of these issues to deal with in the Corinthian church, and this is what he said. He says, I urge you, in 1 Corinthians 1, I urge you, my brothers and sisters, for the sake of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, we're looking at the name. It's his name that is at stake here, and the salvation of this nation, to agree to live in unity with one another, and put to rest any division that attempts to pull, uh, pull us apart and be restored as one united body, living in perfect unity. Come on, guys, that's a word for us, amen? Such so a powerful word. He also spoke to the Ephesian church. Also things were going on there. It's the human thing, right? And that's why sometimes we need to come into divine alignment again. In Ephesians, I urge you, is says, to live a life worthy of the calling you have received, Ephesians 4. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Guys, what a word to us as a church, and the church, that we would bind together in the Spirit of unity under Christ and that we would live in peace together. We actually are on the same team. We're on the same team, amen? And we face a common enemy. So let's work together. Let's love one another in this way. Okay, continue in authority. Matthew 10, and he says, As you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. I'm almost done, but you can got to listen to this as I finish. We have this kind of power and authority that jesus has given us jesus has supplied the power now we can use that power it is time for the church to use that power and i say flip the switch flip the switch if anything is going to change in this nation in your life in any part of our lives it is on our knees it is on our face before God, to worship and to pray and to declare the goodness of God in this nation. You know the prayer in Matthew six ten when He says, "Your kingdom come; your will be done on earth as it is in heaven." I don't believe it is so much an asking prayer. It's not so much like God. Lord, please let your kingdom come, Your will be done. It is very, it's much stronger than that. I believe it's it's a declaration. It's like your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's a declaration and affirmation of God's rulership and power. And when the believers start to declare this, there's going to be a shift in this nation. We have the power, we have the authority. I don't know what else to say to you is. But it's time for us to stand up and to be counted, to be lovers of God, to be lovers of people, but to know our authority, because in the Spirit we will win, because Jesus crushed Satan under our feet, and heaven comes through our lives hallelujah i'm getting excited about what god is about to do i think this whole thing is just a setup that we're going to see such a release the enemy is so mad at the church so mad at what's happening because he knows he knows that the end time in harvard is is already starting but it's just so going to accelerate now around the globe with billions of people coming into the kingdom of god so come on people we need to flip the switch we can't leave this to the pastors to anybody else we got to do it it all together as a united body of christ can i have an amen please amen Amen. (laughs) toast i hope you're okay are you getting inspired (laughs) so good i'm almost done almost done let's stop talking to god about the problem but let's talk start talking to the problem about god i say it again let's stop talking to god about the problem But let's start talking to the problem about what God has already prepared and given to us and we have to manifest and implement this by the authority and the power that you and I have as a son and daughter of the living God in the name of Jesus. We are not begging God for anything. We are not helpless. We are strengthened by the Lord. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. The same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives inside of you. So let's let it out. Let it out in Jesus' name. We have been authorized by Jesus Christ himself. I really hope it's an action point right now that you would pray. I've asked you to pray maybe for half an hour. Remember I talked about last week? about half an hour a day, let's pray. It doesn't have to be necessarily half an hour all the time, but it can be in your car, it can be wherever you go. But let's keep praying and declaring the goodness of God, the picture that God has for this nation. And as we start to pray, we start to prophesy to this nation. Come on, let's let's make it a different nation than all the other nations in the world, we are anyway. And God has a different calling to this nation than any other nation in the world. Let's believe God that he will shift things and move things behind the scenes that we don't even know about by the power of his spirit and angels and things that are happening and the body of Christ working together. Let's see this nation come into divine alignment in the name of Jesus. But for this to happen, we need to flip the switch. We need to flip the switch and come into the opposite spirit of the spirit that is raging in this country. Spirit of love of respect, but also of power, of change, of reconciliation, of deliverance. Father, we thank you for your amazing power that's been given to us. Lord, we today say we want to flip the switch. Thank you, Lord, that you've authorized us. You've strengthened us. You've told us, Lord, that we have got this authority to use this. And Lord, we say, yes, Lord, we will be faithful to move ahead as a body of Christ. We will pray. We will declare. We will praise. We will worship and declare the goodness of God in this nation. And we will see a change and a shift come, which is glorious and will only bring glory to your name, Jesus. We thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' name.